Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author and ghostorian, and what in the world did I just click on? (laughs) (laughs) That was the Southern Gypsies from earlier, uh, from Edge of the Rabbit Hole, but we are on Inside the Upside Down. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author and ghostorian. With me is Shauna, our chat shenanigator, and my partner in crime here at Haunted Road Media. Um, Donna, yes, we are starting. We're started! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she was sending me messages like, hey, are we getting started? Yes, we're started now. It's been a crazy evening technically here at Hunter Road Media. Um, the last show, um, apologize for all the technical issues with that. I blame Skype this evening, and so we don't have Skype for this show, so hopefully everything's running smoother. And we're talking about Haunted Dolls. Haunted Dolls. So kind of inspired by Zara the Zombie Doll, who is not haunted. But let's show Zara. Here she is, Zara the Zombie Doll. I painted her myself. So yeah, at a uh, event for uh, It's Raining Zen, or at It's Raining Zen this past yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, she's, I haven't noticed anything too haunted about her. Um, I don't know her origins or anything like that, where she came from. Um, she was just a regular doll whenever I got a hold of her, so. Um, but she was a part of some paranormal activity, uh, so I think she's less haunted and more of a trigger. Of a trigger. And we're going to be talking about trigger objects next week. But because of everything that happened this past weekend, which if you were, if you, if you caught us, um, I guess, on our Facebook stream and then on the podcast, the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey podcast today, then you would have heard that story. Um, We're also going to be featuring it with the video footage for Friday Night Ghost Rice on Friday. So we're gonna be getting more about what happened with Zara the Zombie Doll uh, on Friday. But we're gonna be talking about haunted dolls and we don't believe Zara here is actually haunted, but could have posed as a trigger object, which we're gonna talk about next week. Right. And we'll be taking her on other investigations, especially to Mineral Springs. And um, but she stays in the studio just to be on the safe side. So uh, Donna's what is asking what prompted you to paint her? I guess you kind of need to explain the event a little bit more. Um, yeah, it's raining. Zen had a lady come in uh, named Rose from the area, and I've met Rose before. Yeah, yeah she um, was having a build your own zombie doll event and mineral springs it's raining zen was hosting it and uh basically she just goes all the place she gets a bunch of uh dolls like this cloth dolls babies you know and then she brings a bunch of different paints and um pretty much everything you could think of if you wanted to alter a doll and turn it into a zombie and there was some pretty disturbing um, paint jobs and stuff <laughs> happening and some of the best quotes ever that I have heard uttered about dolls and babies and it was just 
Oh, you gotta you gotta tell the one about the poking the eye out. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't do that to my doll, but I'm sitting there just taking a sponge and kind of painting her face a little bit, and all of a sudden I hear from the beginning uh, from the front of the room. If anybody wants to poke their doll's eyes out or make a burn scar, that stuff's over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, like, that, I, mm. I would have loved to have been in the room for that one. Yeah. and You don't I, hear that every day. No. I, if you go on the It's Raining Zen page, um, Dave went around with a camera. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I saw him with his uh, video rolling whenever uh, he got to me and who I was with. Um, but there was definitely some other entries that he got video of, and some of them were very, very disturbing. There <laughs> were some creepy, freaking-looking dolls I mean, that if came you, out of there. If you had a cloth doll, then you could actually like sew like X's over the mouth. Well, somebody and had the eyes. burned in X's yeah. on their baby's ears. It was yeah. like it was crazy stuff. <laughs> some of the stuff out of there was really, really creepy-looking. So, um, but not haunted. No, no, those those were not haunted. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it a little bit. So Zara's going to come back Friday and next Tuesday. She can yeah. stick around for the show. So yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hang on to her. Kind of infuse some positive energy <laughs> on her, and because I leave her out here in the dark. Because you never know; she may have come back haunted from that experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, I painted her to look like a dead person, and then she was inside Mineral Springs, which has so many different types of energy in it that... Yeah. And was part of a paranormal event. Right. Yeah. So, right. I mean, her first day of existence, boom. There, there boom. she was. <laughs> well, first day in, of existence like this, because yeah. I guess she existed before. So, <coughs> all right. And I don't little... like dolls, neither. I just want to point that out, so that I have one. Mm-hmm. Is and I saw the comments down in there about clowns. Yeah. Um, we should just do a clown show. Yeah, I don't uh, mind I'm sure, either. I'm sure you would all appreciate Kia, that. I don't Kia have a problem will with not clowns. tune into that one. I don't have a problem. She with hates clowns, clowns with a vengeance. I, I, don't, I don't mind them. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it because <clears throat> clowns were always the the jokesters, the little pranksters, the guys that made you laugh. The comedy, the comedy relief at the circus. Yeah. You come on and do their little skits and like you know they were like the Three Stooges except they were just painted up and then i had a, a clown at a birthday party my birthday party my sister and i uh jingles the clown he was a lot of fun so i never got the clown thing i mean i get that you know making them look sinister and creepy and all that it's like okay that's a creepy looking clown but just in general the ones that are fun at the circus i never understood why people were afraid of them i just i never got it so <clears throat> all right so let's get into some actual haunted dolls because I put in there, hey, we're going to talk about, you know, Annabelle and whatnot. So, um, oh, it's one of these and I didn't rename it properly. So I'm going to take a chance and say it's that one. Nope, nope. that's Freddy. <laughs> oh, there we there. go. There we go. I put it under spirit attachments. So, yeah. So this is the Hollywood version of Annabelle. Uh, this is what the modern society is now perceiving is what Annabelle is. Um, Annabelle, of course, was not this. Uh, she really looked like... I gotta turn that one off there. So that's the real Annabelle, which was a Raggedy Ann doll. And so <clears throat> basically the story with this is that a... Um, 28-year-old woman received this as a gift from her mother 
um, for completing her nursing degree or whatever the heck it was. And so this stayed at her apartment that uh, she had with a friend of hers. And just weird things started happening where uh, the doll was, was moving, was in different positions when she would come home. Um, she was getting these weird messages written in crayon on parchment. She didn't own any parchment, but it was showing up in the house. So all these different strange messages. And a, uh, a guy friend of theirs stayed at the apartment. He ended up with scratches on, on him. And so she reported... Yeah, that's the storm kicking up. Here comes the storm. Here comes the storm. Um, so she reported this to her, her priest, and the priest contacted the Warrens. And so the Warrens came out and deduced that, um, well, they, they also had a medium come in. And they had a medium come in and say that there was a, um, that was before they contacted the priest, I'm sorry. Um, the medium came in and said that there was a, uh, a little girl that was attached uh, to the doll, a seven-year-old who had died there in the apartment complex, all this stuff. So they actually invited uh, Annabelle, who is supposed to be the name of the seven-year-old girl, Annabelle Higgins, uh, to invite her to be in the doll um, so that she could have a physical body again. Uh, of course, crazy, more crazy stuff started happening. That's when they contacted the priest, and the priest reached out to the warren. So, you know, the warrens uh, came in. They did a exorcism over the apartment, saying that it was a... Um, non-human entity, you know, something demonic that had uh, attached itself to, uh, had not really possessed the doll, but had, um, you know, kind of attached itself to it and then was trying to take possession of, you know, one of the uh, people in the apartment. So they exercised the apartment and then took the doll with them and now have it in this case. So that's the Annabelle story. Um, I also have this, uh, uh, it's Annabelle taking a selfie at the <laughs> oh <my> beach. <laughs> so there's that too. So Annabelle has a lot of fun on the side. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but yeah, so that's that's the Annabelle story. Um, of course, it's been very Hollywoodized and has kind of taken on a life of its own these days. So... Um, Betty Lang is saying, my sister sewed Raggedy Ann dolls. And I had a Raggedy Andy as a kid. You know, and I never I had, had one. A, did You had a Raggedy Ann? Mm -hmm. I had both. You had both? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, my sister had Raggedy Ann. I had Raggedy Andy. So, um, let's see if you guys have any comments in here on that. Um, yeah, Chipper Terry is saying, big, big difference between the two dolls looks-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you take a look at it and... You know, that doesn't look sinister, mm -mm. you know, not at all. Um, but when you look at the the Hollywood version of it, you know, that looks creepy yeah. as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and what always got me was they made it look silver. And in the like Annabelle movie, they actually gave her a, a whiter face and everything. Everything. So I don't know how it, it like became silver over time. Um, Annabelle is not actually a porcelain doll, even though for the first, like when she appeared in the, um, the Conjuring and when she had her own movie, Annabelle, you know, everybody thought it's a porcelain doll, it's a porcelain doll, but in, um, and you haven't seen yet, Annabelle Creation. No. Um, it's actually a wooden doll. So how a wooden doll turns from white to silver is beyond me. Um, but that's, uh, 
but that's the Hollywood version of it. Um, what's this? Uh, Karen Whitaker saying Annabelle in hoe mode. Oh, for the, oh <laughs> the beach, the beach pick. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, I, I just searching for the Annabelle picks. Um, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know who came up with that, but that is awesome. <laughs> um, oh, and what is it? Um, I don't know if you see. Is it scary movie? That has um, it's it's the weigh-ins um, spoof the parody on like all a bunch of different haunted movies, and they have a Ed and Lorraine Warren in there, um, and the guy what is it uh, is it Marlon Wayans, and um, you know he's got his infatuation with Annabelle the doll, where he's like getting it on with the doll, and so he ends up I giving it, he ends up giving it to um, Ed Warren, and then when Ed and Lorraine are leaving. You know, after doing their investigation, she's just like, "I know you want to, you know, do with the doll again." <laughs> it's like there's all this weird stuff around the doll. So, <clears throat> so Hollywood is just taking the whole Annabelle thing in a really, really weird direction. Um, Benny Lang is saying baby dolls were scary for me. Anyone else? So, I mean, I guess it's some of the you don't do dolls. Um. I used to love dolls when I was a kid, and then it wasn't until I started investigating at the cafe where they had all these china, you know, these porcelain dolls, and it just looked like, and there was a bunch of them. And we ended up putting some of them away because I was just, I couldn't be in the room with them. It felt like their eyes were just following you everywhere, and I'm like, this place is already, you know, creepy enough without the dolls, so, you know, and, and that's that was you know 10 12 years ago so you know it's been a while but i've still not been a fan hmm. of dolls since yeah the uh, <clears throat> i mean i guess the the older like the porcelain ones you know the older ones i think when they're kept up well when they're well kept i i i love the the vintage look of it you know you put them in a roughly dress and it's like okay i can see that in a girl's bedroom from like you know the late 1800s or whatever but when they start getting dirty and they start getting cracked and you know like maybe there's something weird going on with one of the eyes or yeah. whatever that's when it starts looking really creepy to me when people there was on facebook uh there was that thing where they started taking those baby doll heads and poking their eyes mm -hmm. out in their mouth out and sticking a light bulb in there and using them as lamps oh oh no. No, 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 no. So, and uh, Sharon Lane was uh, clarifying it was Scary Movie 3. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Scary Movie 3. Um, so, a lot, you can get an idea of like how creepy some of those are. Let's go to, um, here we go, Island of the Dolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In Mexico. But I still want to go. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's totally, you know, like a bucket list item. Very creepy. Um, so we've got a couple of different things going on here. There's mm. there's the cabin where um, where he lived. And so basically what happened was, um, and I forget his name, but uh, he was he's basically abandoning his family. You know, and he said he was just, you know, taking off and he was going to go live and be a hermit, essentially. And so he's out there in the middle of nowhere just living in this cabin all by himself. And one morning, um, there was the body of a girl that I mean, she was she was dead. She was in the water, and she kind of washed up there along the shore. And near her was a doll, which was apparently hers. 
And so he my pen because i'm playing with it um so he believed that ever since then the island was was haunted by her and so what he did was he started collecting all these all these dolls that he would start finding uh in the water near where he lived he even went off the island on occasion to go scrounge up these dolls and he set he set them up there for her to play with for her spirit to play with and he believed that when they moved in the wind it was her playing with the dolls so um you know, and he of course passed away himself, and this is what's left. So this is actually like a big, big tourist uh, attraction now, where people go down there. You know, they believe they do believe it's very haunted. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if something like that is like if it's really haunted by her spirit, um, but it, if it is haunted, maybe it's because there's been so much energy directed there you know, to try to say that it is, you know, that maybe everybody's focus on that is like almost conjured up something to haunt it. Right. So. I mean, that's why I was saying, you know, could a person, you know, paying so much attention to something that is not haunted and give it the energy to start making stuff happen yeah to actually manifest something on its own um it's almost kind of like a uh when we talk about tulpas and we've talked about this before with like slender man where you know everybody knows that that was a fictional story um but some people actually believe that now he is real because what a tulpa is is you know something that um an entity that takes on the persona of something fictional uh, because there's enough attention being given it that it decides to manifest itself as that um, as that persona because it's going to be being fed energy from all these people that are giving that you know topic or whatever um, attention. So could that possibly be the same thing here on the Island of the Dolls? Yeah, I don't know. So. Um, Got a couple questions here in the chat. Um, per Karen, Island of the Dolls guy's name was uh, Julian Santana Barrera. Okay. Cool. Um, from Robert, so should we believe stories about people having experiences with haunted dolls? I know you have opinions on this. I mean, I really... There's no offense to anybody that has stories like that, but anything that's in, you know, I I have to see it or experience it for myself. I mean, well, I, mean, I, I have to almost you have to you, <clears throat> everything I take with a grain, you know. I think that's I mean, true of like most any story that we're given. It's like you know, I know, I have people that I trust that if they're if they tell me that they they've had an experience, I'm gonna believe them. And then there's other people that it's like, well, I've, I've heard your story. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt for now, but you know, I'd, I'd like to either experience it for myself, see some sort of evidence, or what have you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> we do have. I pulled this out real quick. We do have a haunted doll story in the first encounters with the paranormal book. So if I could find it here, it's, it's Harold the Haunted Doll. Where is Harold? Uh, the Haunted Harold Doll. Um, Kathy, and I do not know how to pronounce her name. I've never known how to pronounce her name. Uh, 
it's C-H-R-U-Z-S-Z-C-Z. Hmm. Yeah. But, and I don't know how well you guys can see it. So, Harold the Haunted Doll. Um, She basically, and this this doll uh, has a new owner these days. And there's been controversy surrounding it. Um, It was one of those... Um, there was some eBay stuff going on in here and all that. So, um, you know, I, I, I believe her story and the things that happened. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, details in here about you know, different health things that happened while the doll was around. Did not, nothing of the sort while the doll was there. And then when the doll went away, it was gone. It was only while the doll was there. So kind of an interesting story. So I'll put you on to... Uh, under that, Harold the Haunted Doll, the first encounters with the paranormal. <clears throat> um, so I know there are a couple other questions in here. Um, where is it? Oh, and I just flew by it. So from Sharon. So, uh, so what should you do with the doll that has bad juju? Bury it. <sighs> That's a good question. Um, so people have done that. They've tried to bury it. They've tried to burn them. Um, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren stuck one in a glass case. You know, um, which I never, if it, it, the glass case. I, I've always had an issue with that. I mean, I guess maybe they put up some wards around it or whatever they did with it. But just simply putting it in a glass case, if it's, Spirits can go through glass. Yeah, they can. They're in a totally different form. I would imagine their energy can go anywhere it wants. Really, um, there would have to be some type of whether it's a you know meta, some type of metaphysical ward, you know, some type of religious if you go that route ward. I mean, whatever you want to use, whatever you believe in, that's going to work. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I guess doing something like burying it or what have you um, ensures that it's not going to get into somebody's hands. So that, you know, if there is something attached to it or lingering around it or what have you, that um, somebody's not going to bring it into their house and have that more negative energy there surrounding them or surrounding the house or that sort of thing. So it, it removes that element out of it. But what does it do to the land? Good question. You know, does it does it then put that on the land? Yeah. Um, okay, Karen Whitaker. Intent and thought or energy? Wouldn't it follow that we could impart this energy into an object? It's a good question. Could you sit there long enough? saying mean, nasty, bad things at zero, and then all of a sudden just it becomes a negative object. I mean, it's still energy, you know, and you know that, you know, plants can soak up energy and they respond. They'll respond to... Stuff. to they're living, they're, they are alive. Right. Um, I mean, about crystals, they're technically inanimate objects, but they can send and receive you know vibes energy um i don't know <laughs> yeah uh donald gordon says could sage it and bind it and bury it 
Um, we could try that. Um, so Betty Lange asks, if a child is lonely or being abused, maybe they put human traits to a doll, agree or not? I think we're going to talk a little bit about that when it comes to Robert the doll. We'll get into Robert here in just a little bit. So there's some interesting things about his story when we get into it. Um, a couple other ones uh, real quick that we'll talk about. Um, so there's Letta. Um, this this one's just creepy. <laughs> I don't know this one. Yeah, this, this was found by an Australian um, under his deck. Um, he had been having a lot of negative things happen in the house, and then once he found this um, buried under there, he attributed it to um, to the doll. So the, a lot of stories about you know. You know, negative things happening around this doll. Dogs, like, apparently, while they're constantly bark at it or will go, go nowhere near it, they'll exit the room, that sort of thing. Um, it's believed it was created by um, uh, Romanian gypsies like 200 years ago. Uh, really hard to trace back that lineage. Uh, it does look, it does look to be Eastern European. I know when I first saw it, I was thinking, you know, German or something like that. So if it's Romanian, I mean, it's kind of a similar part of the world. Um, so, but just to me, I, when you talk about, you know, creepy dolls, to me, I mean, he looks creepy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. He's a creepy looking dude. So uh, I guess I called him Letta because um, people had heard him say, uh, Letta me out. So they just start calling him Letta. Um, so that's kind of his legend. And then there is, oh, let me go to this one first. Oops, and we still got the Warren sitting back there. Um, this is Okiku. So this is one in Japan. And this is one that um, little, little girl had passed away. This was her doll, and they put the doll up on uh, the shrine for her, you know, given their culture, um, and that's the shrine. And apparently her hair, um, which is supposed to be real human hair, uh, continues to grow. And that's, that's the big deal with her, is that her hair grows which is kind of interesting. So I don't know if that necessarily means it's haunted. They believe that it's haunted uh, because of that. Um, but it's just, it's kind of an interesting thing. If, if it's true that it really grows, but uh, they claim that it does. So that is Okiku. So it's kind of some uh, interesting things there. So a little, a uh, few lesser known ones. Uh, I covered some of these different ones. I did a, uh, uh, top 11 haunted toys video a few years ago and so um, there's a lot of haunted toys tend to be haunted dolls <laughs> um, I ended up including uh, a few of those with that so um, what do you guys have down here ask the doll yeah mm -hmm. we just add, you know Zara what do you think <laughs> um so Betty Lang, what about puppets or ventrilo ventriloquists and dummies are spooky? Yeah, those are spooky. Those are kind of creepy. Uh, ventriloquist dummies. So, um, um, who was it? Um, the the popular guy with the uh, with the dummy back in the uh, Bergen. 
um, the heck was his first name? I forget. But he was the one that um, that basically he treated the ventriloquist doll. I mean, he was a fantastic ventriloquist, but he can uh, treat it like a member of the family. Like he was telling his daughter that it was her brother and just weird stuff like that. Um, he didn't will her anything, but willed, willed like $10,000 to the doll's upkeep, you know, just <laughs> weird stuff. So, um, so there's, yeah, like a weird relationship there between the puppet and the puppet master <laughs> that, um, it, it might be more psychological than anything else. I don't know. Um, Jeff Dunham has dummies. Yeah, uh, uh, you guys are thinking of um, that. That's more modern. I'm thinking about um, back in the day. Um, so, do you guys have anything else up there? Um, um, okay, you guys are chatting amongst yourselves, which is fine. Okay, so. Um. Yeah, Edgar Bergen. There you go, Jill. Thank you, Edgar Bergen. Yeah, father of Candace. Yeah, that's right. I had the last name. <laughs> um. Yeah, definitely some mental issues there, uh, like Michelle's saying. So, um. Yeah, that kind of relationship is just. You know, he would he would take photographs of like him and his or the the dummy and the doll. Uh, the, the dummy and his daughter together. And it was just just creepy. Creepy stuff. I, I wouldn't say haunted, but definitely creepy and some mental issues there. So, um, let's... Um, yeah, there you go, Pamela. Charlie McCarthy was the doll's name. Yep. Okay. So, let's uh, hit Robert... So where's Robert? Robert, where are you? There's Robert. Okay. <clears throat> so Robert the doll. Um, Robert the doll was a gift to Jean Otto from his aunt. She bought this thing in Germany, gave it to him as a gift because he didn't have a lot of friends at the time and she thought that this could help in the interim until he made friends um robert was gene's middle name so he basically gave the doll his middle name and instead of being kind of like interim something to play with until he made friends this basically became his best friend and there was a lot of just weird things that started going on within the house um when the doll came into into the house um you know things were moving around um it was almost like you could hear the the doll running around the um when gene would be playing with him there would be like another voice that was heard um just all kinds of weird stuff like that and, and Gene grew this really, really deep attachment to Robert. And so, you know, the parents wanted to, you know, take the doll away, which, you know, turned into a big mess. They ended up sending Gene away instead of the doll. Um, 
there's also you know like the the aunt died mysteriously when she came to visit she died mysteriously in the house and all this stuff um gene as an adult came back to the house basically you know found the doll and now there with his wife um again he had this weird relationship going on with the doll weird stuff going on in the house once again that um, you know, people would say that they could see Robert standing, you know, in the window, you know, from from down the street, and so you know, the locals were already basically talking about this haunted doll, um, even while Gene was still there and alive. So, uh, Robert is now in a museum in Key West, and there's this weird legend now about how. If you take a picture of him without getting his permission to take a photograph, then you'll have a curse laid upon you and bad things will start happening to you. And you see all these letters on the wall and a lot of these letters are letters of apology to Robert um, that they didn't mean to not get his permission to take the picture and you know they're sorry and please lift the curse because of all these different bad things that have happened to them. So, um, yeah, really, really kind of crazy stuff surrounding this doll. So they call it a curse. They call it haunted. Um, a lot of crazy things going on with this thing. And I know you're like, yeah, forget it. I have to be there. I have to, you know, see the doll. Um, we were talking about it earlier today. You know, is it that the doll, you know, on its own, or is it because of the whatever Robert had going on that, you know, animated the doll and gave it the abilities to do the stuff that it was supposedly doing? Yeah. Um, here's what I think about Robert the doll. And, uh, Pamela saying that uh, she got a dog instead. Yeah, <laughs> probably would have been a, a, a better idea. And um, real quick, um, what's Zara wearing? Um, this is what she was wearing when I got her. It looks like a Christmas outfit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so this is what I think is going on with Robert the doll. Um, is it haunted? Now, at this point in time, I don't necessarily think so. I, I think that you know the whole legend of the picture taking is, and all that is just that—that that is the picture taking. And so, you know, people will go there and they'll take a photograph of him, and then something bad happens. I don't necessarily think that's Robert um, casting a curse. I think that life, life, yeah, shit happens. Life you know, sucks. Shit happens, <laughs> and I think out of the thousands of people that go through there taking photographs there are a handful that have something bad happen to them and because they've heard of the curse they attribute it to that um prior to that prior to coming to the museum when gene was still alive and he, when he was a kid and crap was going on in the house and when he was an adult with his wife there and crap was going on in the house was it robert and to a degree Yes, but not because of Robert himself. You know, th the thing that I always that I always kind of wonder about him if he was supposedly haunted and like had and he came from Germany from the end, 
That's all, that's all we know. So where was he before that? Because as far as I know, he was given to Gene New. Usually a new doll hasn't had time to hang around anybody to really gain an attachment of, of some sort. So he came to Gene New. And just because he came from Germany, so what? You know, I mean, my grandparents have had, when they were alive, cuckoo clocks and stuff from Germany. Um, they weren't haunted. Um, so it doesn't have to do with Germany. <clears throat> Um, but I think something was going on with Gene. Gene was having a lot of, it was a social anxiety or whatever the heck was going on with him and his family dynamics and him not wanting to make friends and, and all this. So he was, he was a troubled kid and he may have had some sort of telekinesis going on there with Robert where maybe it was Robert doing it but through Gene Gene's energy being imparted onto the doll which gave the doll some sort of um, false life for lack of a better term and so you know the doll became seemingly haunted because of this stuff coming from Gene you know so that's kind of what I think about it so would that make it a haunted doll for a certain period of time, perhaps. Um, you know, it's kind of like when we talk about, you know, the difference between a poltergeist and poltergeist activity. So a poltergeist would be, you know, a noisy ghost, you know, a, a, a ghost that's around in the house, you know, throwing things around, kind of making a ruckus and all that, where poltergeist activity is the activity that a poltergeist would make but could be generated with, with a lot a big example you know these days um would kind of be like that teenage girl coming it's a tribute a lot to this a teenage girl coming of age and she's got all this energy that's coming out of her um and all this angst and what have you and is creating poltergeist activity within the house and so you know stuff is getting tossed around because of her energy and stuff like that um so that's where I have a difference between a poltergeist and poltergeist activity. But I, I'm thinking Gene was kind of that same way where he was going through all this angst and what have you and that energy from him was going into the doll. And instead of being like all kinds of crap being thrown around, it was focused in one specific area. Yep, Robert. I can get on board with that. Um, and there's Karen Whitaker. His poltergeist anger and angst transferred into the doll, perhaps. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like all his <laughs> angst going into one specific point, Robert, uh, rather than Oliver. So, um, what was that? Glowing ghost skeleton man? I, I, I missed that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, is saying haunted boy in a way. Yeah, you know, he just, you know, um, like I said, apparently he couldn't, he was having a hard time as a kid making friends. His family life, like relationship with the father, stuff like that, um, was not exactly good. So, um, Karen saying, according to Gene's death, notice his Jamaican nanny gave the doll to him. Interesting. Because I always heard it was the aunt. I always heard it was the aunt. So, and there's, you know, any of these stories, there's always like, differences <laughs> between where you get it from one place and where you get it from another um yeah so it could be that we don't have the full story anyway um so Pungai fungi how do you supposedly get robert the doll's permissions to get a pick 
That's a great question. Because, because the video we watched that I saw last night had this guy, um, just some explorer, investigator type guy, basically got up there and whispered, you know, Robert, can I please take your picture? You know, but never did hear what the outcome was. Did Robert say anything to him? Or, you know, inside his mind, you know, or do you give yourself permission if the doll doesn't actually talk to you? How do you know? It's right. like, well, I'm going to go ahead and do it, but do I really have nothing happen to me? You know, I didn't hear anything, see anything, feel anything. So is a non-answer the same thing? You know, how do you know? How do you know? Yeah, because it's not like Robert gets up as a, yeah, sure, buddy, and gives him the thumbs up. And poses or anything, you know? Yeah, strike a pose. Know. You know, yeah, that doesn't happen. So how do you know? And it's not like, you know, uh, you know, a little ticker tape comes out and says yes or anything like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. How do you actually know that it's okay? You don't. And that's why it's like, all these people take pictures anyway. So it's, yeah. Yeah. So how do you know you've been cursed or not cursed? Yeah, it's that whole thing. I, I don't buy. I don't buy that part. Um, but that's that legend is lived on. Um and people go down to Key West just for that very thing. Um, here's uh, from April. Do you think taking a screenshot photo would put a curse on a person? So, like, if I took the screenshot of Robert, I mean, the photo already existed. Like, the, the one that I showed here, the photo already existed from somebody. Whether they got permission or not, I have no idea. Um, apparently, they thought so enough. That they had permission. So I do a burst EVP session and say, hey, it's okay. Say something or knock. Yeah. You You knock three times if it's a yes. And if nothing happens, then maybe it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe it's okay anyway because Robert isn't really haunted and can curse you. So I'm on the fence. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think Robert is haunted now. I think that's just part of the, the legend. But... I think he may have been haunted at one time through Gene's energy. So I think there was legit stuff going on with Robert during those periods of time that Gene was there with the doll. So, um, what is that? Um, oh, people are still wondering about Zara. <laughs> hmm. Karen is saying Robert can't. He doesn't have a thumb, so he can't give a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, Betty Lang is saying dolls and Goodwill give me a sad vibe. Well, yeah. I mean, they've kind of been... I mean, they're old. They're a little beat up. They've been discarded. Kind of makes me want to go buy them and paint them up like zombies. There we go. We'll just turn them all into zombies. Bring Zara over here. So... Um, Don says, I just pulled out of storage a doll given to me as a little girl by a 90-year-old woman. It was her doll as a child. Kind of creeps me out. Wow. Wow. So, so Don, if you were if you were a little girl when this was given to you, I mean, were you a little girl when it was given to you, or were you a little bit older? But in any case, just a 90-year-old woman had it when she was little in the bats. Yeah. That's old. So... I know that upstairs in my grandparents' attic, at least when my grandmother was still alive, I don't know if they're still there now, but there were some dolls up there that my grandmother had when she was a little girl. So they dated back to the, you know, 1920s, at least. 
So, yeah, the old one, and those were some of the old porcelain dolls that they were kind of like in between. It's like it, it seemed like she had done what she could to keep up on them, but they were still getting kind of old and ratty and starting to look kind of creepy. So, yeah, those old, old dolls like that. Um, so, so per Kathy Siliento, what about Harold? So I did talk about Harold um, a little bit because he's covered uh, in encounters with the paranormal. So I, I didn't have a photo or anything like that. Um, so that was from uh, Kathy's perspective there. So I, I've kind of directed everybody to that. Um, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, so this is Imrio. What if Jean's energy is still attached to Robert? Um, it's a good question because we did talk a little bit earlier about you know imparting negative energy, negative energy, negative energy constantly onto somebody. So could Jean's energy possibly still be attached to Robert? Um, is he still alive? No, Jean no. died a while back. Yeah, he could very well be inside that doll. There you go. Shauna thinks he might be inside Robert. I mean, you know, as his best friend, if he doesn't want to be parted with his best friend, then maybe he just becomes a part of his best friend. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess Gene would probably be a contender for somebody wanting to stick around like that. Right. Um, well, that's a legit question. I mean, we just sat here the entire time saying, I don't think that's... But, you know, maybe... It has something to do with Gene if he is. Um, so I, I guess I guess the thing is is like the I, I guess what it is is okay. Could could Robert still have some of that energy now and be a little haunted or whatever? Okay, sure, I'll give you that. But as far as the whole picture taking curse, I, I'm I'm not buying that one because there's what part of Robert's past before he came to. Um, the museum in Key West when he was, you know, living with Gene. At what, uh, what's the story there while living with Gene that has to do with picture taking? I don't know of one. Maybe. maybe. Gene was an artist, but it's still. Yeah, maybe Gene is not inside of Robert, but maybe Gene's spirit haunts the area where Robert is at. Maybe that's why there's difficulties taking pictures, if there are any. Or, you know, maybe. Maybe Gene is now in some type of, you know, angry, you know, spirit. So maybe it's his energy that's there and not Robert. Maybe. maybe it's Gene's energy that haunts the area where Robert is stored. Okay. Um, from David, has anyone gotten EVPs off of Robert? Good question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we were talking about that a little, about, a little while ago about going down there and getting EVPs or whatever. Um, I would be willing yeah. to try it. Um, I don't know if anybody has. Yeah, I I'm totally sure people would. have tried. Yeah. I would absolutely do that. Yeah. Um, Lynn's is saying, believing makes it real through intent, right? Well, real to the person that is involved with it, I would Yeah, say. at least that. At least that. So, Kathy Cillian, anything about Mandy, the doll's over 100 years old. You know what? I had that as part of my top 11, I'm pretty sure I had Mandy in there as the top 11 uh, 
toys. Let me see here. Yep, Mandy the Doll at Quesnel Museum, uh, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, I don't have a picture of her right now. Um, I was... I got what I could together before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the porcelain, uh, but I'll talk about Mandy here real quick. Porcelain doll known as Mandy was made in England or Germany sometime between 1910 and 1920 and was donated to the Quesnel Museum in British Columbia in 1991. The donor claimed to hear crying in the middle of the night, which did not go away until after she gave away Mandy. At the museum, employees say that since the doll has been there, odd things like pencils, books, and even lunches go missing or are seemingly misplaced. They also claim that Mandy cannot be encased with other dolls because she will harm them. So that's um, there. And since um, Kathy, you were also asking about uh, Harold, here's my quick little write-up. Um, I also had a blog that I wrote for the uh, that top 11 a few years ago. Um, Harold is considered to be the first haunted doll that was ever sold on eBay. In one of its early haunted owners recounts her experiences in the anthology, and that's uh, Kathy, uh, in encounters with the paranormal. After acquiring the doll, her experiences include sudden strange deaths of two people that had come near the doll and sudden unexplained illnesses. The current owner, who has had Harold uh, since 2004, believes there are many entities inside of the doll and has also uh, attributes also attributes untimely deaths of ones close to him to Harold. Uh, has heard of people becoming very ill after taking photographs of Harold. Um, and yeah, the Zach brought him on Ghost Adventures. So uh, during the Island of the Dolls episode. So Zach went to the Island. Of the Zach Dolls. went to the Island with Harold, yes. Wow. So I'm sure he was possessed the entire damn show. <laughs> <laughs> the whole show was just nothing but him speaking in tongues, probably. I, 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 I can't remember if I watched that episode or not. I know I did not. Yeah. Um, I haven't, of course, watched that for a year and a half now, at least. Um, yeah. Here's a good question from Jill. Could all the people who see Robert and believe him haunted be giving it energy? Sure. Sure, it's um, we've kind of again going back to that whole tulpa effect that we talked about earlier. Could the sheer number of people feeding something energy, feeding something energy, could something you know out there be discovering that energy and want to take on that persona, even though it's not its real persona, but take on that persona because here's all these people feeding it, feeding it, feeding it. <clears throat> could that be possible? Yeah, I suppose it could be possible. Um, from Donna she says Zach was completely freaked out and spazzed out the whole time not surprising way to go Zach <laughs> you'd think I gotta tell them I you'd have to tell them be a bad I have to tell them okay the Zach dream <laughs> the Zach dream the Zach dream so <clears throat> most of you know about my my deal with Zach and the Stone Lion and that was almost two years ago now that we filmed down there it'll be two years ago in November um, and it was the following March that you know all that stuff went down so just recently here <clears throat> I had a dream that Shauna and I went to the Stone Lion Inn and you know we're there to investigate and um, lo and behold Zach shows up <laughs> Uninvited. <laughs> he was not invited, but he showed up. Um, he acted like he didn't remember me or knew who I was or what have you. 
Um, but he was there to investigate the same day as us, and Shauna was going to make sure that Zach investigated the right way while we were investigating. Which is not the way you'd see happen on Ghost Adventures. <laughs> So, which is just for entertainment so, yeah so oh, he was like trying to do something no 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 no! you can't do that <laughs> this is the way you're supposed to investigate it was funny it's like don't investigate like an <laughs> asshole zach yep. this is not tv land anymore this is just a regular paranormal investigation <laughs> so don't be you don't be you yep. so candy or is like zach and shauna in the same place oh boy it's gonna <laughs> happen someday candy it's gonna One happen. One of these days, our cross will pass. Our paths will cross again. Yeah, I promise. So Donna Gorton says, "Parapooch measures EMF and allegedly reacts to a spirit uh, that touches it or near it, but it's shaped like a sitting doll. They also have teddy bears and dolls." So, boo bear, boo bear, yeah. But for the parapooch, um, I've been working on the video. So the old Licking County Jail. Um, investigation, which unfortunately Shauna was not there for. There was some really, really interesting activity with the two parapooches that were there. Sean Gilmore had one, Sabrina Myers had one, and um, in what they call David's room. Really, really interesting activity going on in there. So um, you'll, you guys will enjoy that. It's, it's, it was pretty interesting, actually. So um, yeah, Lynn's likes the name Boo Bear. <laughs> uh, Sharon Lane says Mike your investigation of Stone Lion Inn was far better than Ghost Adventures thank you thank you um, didn't really get all didn't really get anything there on video because we weren't running video when we actually investigated so I've done ghost story um, tellings of the investigation on there and have played some of the audio so. but do you know even though you didn't run video or whatever it's still better because it was true well yeah <laughs> there's that because it wasn't you weren't making stuff up. Yeah. So that makes it, whether it's eight hours and nothing is okay in my book compared to 30 minutes or however long uh, these TV shows last. Yeah. Because it's 99.9% .9 of it is fake. Probably one good thing happens and they've crammed it in there somewhere, but all the fraudulent crap, um, <laughs> other than history, if, if they do it right, if they're telling the truth, the actual facts, which why would you even bother making shit up when you know there's people out there that are gonna call you out on your shit by knowing the actual, the facts of these places? You know, <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, well, I guess I do understand because some people sell out and do just about anything for yeah. money, but. Well, and that was, you know, just. The story that they were trying to tell there um, is just extremely inaccurate and trying to say that Elman McCurdy was haunting Stone Lion Inn when he's not. Bullshit. Um, the, the, only, the only connection there was the fact that she was taking the people up to go see his grave because it's a really interesting story about how his mummy had been um, part of a sideshow and then they forgot that he was a, a person. <laughs> he was just considered the dummy until they discovered, oh, no, this is actually a... That they're, no, no, would that be a haunted doll? They painted him up to look like a dummy, <laughs> to look like a doll. And then when they were filming an episode of the Six Million Dollar Man, one of the crew, um, you know, knocked it over or bumped into it or whatever, and you know the arm fell off, and so he was going to put it back together, put it back on what he thought was the dummy, and it's like, oh, oh no, this is <laughs> these are real bones. This is if a real person. If anybody has a reason to haunt, so, it would be that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, 
but not the stone lying in. He had zero connection to there. Um, you know, and even being buried in the town of Guthrie, sure, I believe that he probably stopped in at the Bluebell Saloon from time to time. Um, but he was mostly, you know, more north in the state. Um, you know, he was he was a terrible crook. You know, he robbed the wrong train and all kinds of stuff like this. <laughs> he was he was killed further up north. Um, they basically stuck him in that uh, cemetery in Guthrie only because they had established a little boot hill of outlaws there at that cemetery. So he had really no connection to the town. Um, but you know, it's an interesting story with him being you know turned into a dummy and yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Sharon says your investigation of Stone Lion is how I discovered you. That's that's awesome, Sharon. I'm I'm glad you discovered uh, us through the Stone Lion Inn. That was a uh, I loved investigating there. It's my favorite favorite uh, haunted house. Um, it is really just the epitome of. I mean, you walk in there and it's just you get that whole creepy ambiance going on. The creaky floors. Um, you can hear footsteps going. You know, the embalming table sitting right there in the entrance hall. Um, I just absolutely love that house. So I, I'm going to get shot out there one of these days, and we will do like a real full investigation. I've been, I've investigated there five times, something like that. Um, and there, I mean. And a few of the times it was pretty quiet. You know, you don't get everything in every investigation, but that one particular investigation was just like off the charts. It was absolutely off the charts. So, well, glad you found us through that. <clears throat> um, this is an interesting question from Betty. Uh, what happens to dolls put on children's graves and parents keep the dolls with toys around it? So, I mean, they're what would you call that almost like a <clears throat> I don't want to say like an offering but um, I don't know I mean I don't think they become haunted but they're there is like a symbolic gesture to, you know here's our child you know here's you know a toy for it I mean we've gone to a lot of cemeteries yes. and we've seen like a lot of trinkets and uh, toys trinkets. left around you've left trinkets yeah so I don't know if they become haunted because, <clears throat> like spirits at cemeteries, and this is a, a highly debated topic. You know, are cemeteries haunted? And I don't necessarily think that cemeteries are. Well, I can't say that either because we've encountered a lot of paranormal activity at cemeteries. So in a, in one sense, they are haunted, but I don't think that they're. The spirits are there just to like hang around their bodies, you know. They're there for other reasons. Um, whether well, I do think that they'll follow. <clears throat> if their remains are, are visited often, they might be you know attached well, yeah. or drawn to the people that are visiting them, and then they just happen to be there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, it's more to do with that. So I don't. I don't think they're like haunting an object that's there. So. Um. So, but what happens to the dolls? I mean, a lot of times those dolls sit there for years. Um, sometimes they just, you know, disintegrate or uh, somebody, unfortunately, people will make off of them. Uh, stupid stuff like that happens. Um, they might get eaten by the lawnmower. That happens too. Um, so that was a good question though. Um, 
guys have anything else? So, yeah, Lynn says, Cemetery is the last place the family and friends have said goodbye. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like Shauna said, I think they'll they'll go there um, because, you know, loved ones are visiting. Um, other people will be buried so they know loved ones will be back. You know, so I, I think it does have a lot to do with loved ones visiting. I think sometimes... Um, like what happens with us a lot of times we go to these cemeteries we don't necessarily know anybody but we're um observing the graves we start talking about the people we start trying to you know visualize and piece together our life just given the little bit of information that we have on the headstones and i think that like calls out the spirits to come and especially the the one we go to the one of our one of my favorite ones um and they live just up the road yeah. from where they're buried so yeah so they could have been hanging out at their old residence and we're sitting there talking about their graves and they could have been like oh hey hey they're talking about us over there it's like who's that yeah <laughs> so and that was you guys if you've watched the videos on the uh hunter road media facebook page and also i had it on uh igtv it's we're talking about uh, those graves there um and i'm gonna Hopefully, I'll take you there Saturday so you can check out the flowers that are there and kind of try to figure out why a grave from 140 years ago is getting flowers. All of a sudden. Just out of nowhere, yeah. So from Candy, this is an interesting question. What is your opinion on death masks? Same as dolls? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, you know, a, a doll is you know, made by a person, made in a factory. Um you know, its origins are very different than a death mask. So, you know, a death mask, you know, starts off as basically plaster being over put over a person's face. The person has actually died. So this has actually touched the deceased. Yeah. So I, I think that's very different. That's creepy. Yeah. I mean, it does have that, you know, as far as like creepiness, you know, when you look at it, it's like, okay, that that's definitely very creepy, <laughs> um, you know, because of its nature as whatever the you know uh, material is, you know the material that's made out of may be similar to some dolls, the construction of some dolls. But that to me, that's the only similarity right there. Um, it, but this is something that's actually touched a dead person. So that's yeah, different. Good question though. Um, from Sharon. And I was hoping we'd get a question like this. What's your opinion on haunted objects in general? My boyfriend and I are a little paranoid now about buying antiques. I mean, I will say this. Uh, we have a cafe show coming soon, a place that I used to work at. Some of you know about it. Some of you might not know about it. But a place I used to work at is super crazy haunted. It's had a lot of different activity, different traumatic events, a lot of history, and it used to be a consignment store, and it used to have some antique, older um, items in it. And I will say that the energy, uh, once a lot of that stuff was sold, um, the energy inside of it changed. Like we would notice some stuff, you know, some activities not happening anymore you know there's always something going on in there but there were some activities that we just didn't notice anymore or um a voice that we may that we stopped hearing you know and we kind of attributed that to the fact 
that maybe some of the some of the energy that was hanging around in there was attached to some of these items because uh, we're talking like like some some old toys or old like super old um like the manual typers with like the cases mm -hmm. and stuff like that like really old dishes and and stuff with like really really old books you know with dates on them like way 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 back um and when some of that stuff you know started leaving then the energy started changing so haunted items or haunted objects absolutely i believe in that yeah yeah i, I believe that objects um will become haunted uh, for a variety of reasons but i think you know mostly because the um in life the person had you know whatever it was a favorite whatever it was you know whether whether it was if it's a child whether it was a favorite toy or an adult a favorite you know maybe it was an heirloom or you know something um a good example that i like to use in, in this case is um my friend donna that i used to work with uh when i worked for the library back in maryland years ago um when her uh father passed away um you know, her and her sister were, you know, cleaning a lot of things up, preparing the house, whatever. And the old, uh, the he was a ham radio operator. He, you know, for a hobby, he, he just loved to, to operate his ham radio. Um, and so he spent a lot of time down in the basement, you know, always playing around with the thing. And so they'd be doing stuff around the house and the radio would kick on and the dials would be changing. And so, you know, this happened, this would happen constantly. So they knew their father was there. And so they would like be yelling down, hey, dad, stop it. <laughs> you know? hmm. um, so that would, I mean, that's a haunted object right there where, you know, he's coming back and, and messing with his radio that he'd love to play around with, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe, you know, objects do get haunted for a variety of different reasons. Um, from um, from David. David's asking, why do they do death masks? And why don't they still do do them? Um, I mean, there's some different reasons, but um, I think for the most part, it was basically like your last image of that particular person. So you know, people talk about like the the old Victorian photography, the memento mori, where you get a death image of um, of a person um, and that's mostly because back then you didn't have a way to remember what somebody looked like um, and so you would you'd get a death mask it's the last image you, you know you'd ever have of a particular person um, you know or the old, those old Victorian photographs were you know okay you, you know you didn't have the money back then you gotta remember photography was a lot more rare back then um, it cost money people didn't have a lot of money so you know it's like uh we never got a picture of this person so you know let's act, let's get the photographer in here take a photo and so we'll have a last image of the person well kind of the same thing with death masks um you know so you know people would keep death masks of uh, of a loved one for a while some death masks were kept with graves so um just a you know, physical representation of the person. Um, and why did it go out of style? Well, because we started having things like photographs all the time. So, you know, just changing technology. Um, and from from Betty, may I ask for better health for Wayne? Pretty sick. Love to have good vibes sent his way. COPD. Yeah. Oh, definitely send send some positive vibes toward Wayne, please, please. Um, 
So Lynn says, my mom loves to go antiquing. We've never really had any attachments. Yeah, um, just depends. I mean, there's some antique stores you walk into, though, and you can really feel it. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> like Mineral Springs, the, his antique storeroom down there, whoa. <laughs> there's something you, going on down there. And not only there, but I've been in the actual antique malls, the antique stores and mm-hmm. around Mineral Springs and next to it and stuff. Um, and yeah, whenever, and this was before I really got into any of, you know, this type of stuff, but there were some, definitely some creepy rooms, some, especially the ones where the toys were. And it was always just kind of creepy. I would always think that, you know, I would hear someone, you know, walking around, Mm. but I just always assumed it was just someone in the building walking around that was human, you know. Um, I didn't really get into that kind of thing yet, so but very creepy. We should go in there. We should. You know? well, we never do, but 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 we should. <laughs> yep, we absolutely should. Um, all right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up because we've got a later start to this one. It's already like twelve thirty in the east. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and. Uh, get to the shout outs i really appreciate you guys i know we dealt with some um some technical stuff earlier on and you know what i never switched out there's the rabbit hole bar for the inside the upside down bar (laughs) ah that's how crazy the night's been and thanks skype for that earlier so i'm glad this feed turned out better um than the last one because that was kind of a mess there so, all right, uh, Donna, thank you very much for Cheshire Cat chatting in the chat. Really do appreciate that. So, um, all right, so shout outs here. Karen Whitaker, thank you very much. Jen K, thank you as well. Diane Hilbert, Hunter Romia's Fairy Queen, thank you very much. There's Betty Lange, thank you very much, Betty, for all your questions. Um, April M. Wimigwans, thank you as well. Thank, uh, let's thank the Haglin, Chipper Terry, B3 Airspace. Uh, Candy Orton, David Buckholtz, or it could be Buchholz, either way. Uh, Adam Tillery. Um, Adam says, I wasn't going to say anything about the banner. <laughs> well, I now noticed. So, um, And Adam Tillery, I know, is looking for some Inside the Upside Down t-shirts. Hmm. So we'll get them out there. We'll get, we'll get some Inside the Upside Down t-shirts put together. He sent me a, a concept for one uh, cool. a couple weeks ago. So... Um, what else do we have? Um, Sharon Lane, thank you very much for all your questions. And let's see, there's Lynn's White, thank you very much, Lynn's. There's Dawn, Spooky Spectacular, uh, Jill Nimchinsky. Um, what else do we have? I think, did I already get Candy Orton? I don't know. Oh, there's Sean Gilmore. Hey, Sean. Good to see you. Got your book mailed out today. Mickey Dole. Thank you. Pamela Rainey. Um, yeah, I got Karen earlier. Um, uh, Sophia Fraze was in there. There's Pungai Fungi. Dustin Samario was in the house. Um, Robert. Thank you very much, Robert. Yeah, there's Robert, and then there's Robert White. So, all right, I'll scroll back down. So, I think that is you going to You want your shout-out, speak up. Yep, yep. Speak now or forever hold your peace. 
Um, Sean Gilmore. Good night, everyone. Wish me luck tomorrow. Yes, good good luck, Sean. Um, I think that's going to do it. And that's starting to kick up a little bit more with yeah. the wind out there. We're getting the storm late tonight. I'm glad it held off for the shows. Because it's sounding pretty windy out there. Yeah, it was. Mike, which book did you say? Oh, I sent the uh, number two, Encounters with Paranormal Volume 2. That's, said, that's the one you said you would uh, like. So Is that the one with? Skullrod. Oh, that's a good one. Skullrod. Yep, you got that and assigned to print. So, oh, I will say this. We are at a couple, a couple other little housekeeping things. So, okay. I'm just I'm sending Sean his book now, but we just hit 8,500 subscribers, so it means we're going to hit 9,000 here again pretty soon. So we'll be doing another giveaway here pretty soon, which is yeah. awesome. Um, and then Hunter Media Paracon, we have set a date. Yes. June 1. June 1st is the date. We wanted to make it the 8th, which would, would put it the exact same weekend that we had last year, but there's a wedding scheduled that weekend. So it's June 1. It's like the whole rest of the month was booked up. For Southern June, so. Gypsies are going to be there. Southern Gypsies are going to be there. Um, a lot of people Ken are going to be there. Ken, Ken Boggle is talking about coming out for that. Um, I think Rob Guttrell is coming back. He better. Yeah, he better. Yeah. And Tillery, the Tillery Brothers yep, better yep. be there. Creeps, Ghost Commandos, the Tilleries, yep. So um, Katie Hopkins. I know Chuck. Vanessa will come back for that. Chuck, yep. So... Um, yeah. So, and where is the Paracon from Kathy Siliento? Mineral Springs. Mineral Springs Hotel, Alton, Illinois. So it's the uh, exact same place that we had it last year. So we'll get some details and all that out um, here in the coming weeks, months, whatever. Um, but if you if you want to know like where it was at and some of the highlights from uh, this past year's, you can check out all that stuff on like the Hunter Road Media page, and um, you can probably still find the old event thing and all that stuff so um we had a great time oh yeah really good time so um so april saying i really wish i could check that out and meet everyone yeah yeah so I, some people down there chat were there um mm -hmm. um betty Langy was there um dustin you better be coming out this year dustin yeah. yes um see i tom tom, tom mcnicholas was there um He's not down chat tonight. I know he's been busy doing some different things. Andrew was there. Um, but he's Andrew not Cox was chat. there. He's not on chat tonight. So Sean um, and Sean, Eric. Sean Gilmore saying maybe I'll make it out this year. Yeah, better. He he tried. He he wanted to this past year. So, um, so all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Diane saying, I'm, I think I'm on the wrong side of the USA. I miss all the cool <laughs> stuff. I came out to Rhode Island. <laughs> I made that trip. <laughs> so, um, yes, and, and send some good vibes, Carrie's ways. He's, he's been having all those liver issues and everything. So, um, that'll do it. All right, everybody. So, um, yeah, Donna's saying that uh, she'll need some help with stairs, but uh, because we're walking, but she'll be there. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out how to make that a uh, easier transition for you, Donna. I know that's tough because they don't have that kind of accessibility there. Um, Kenny Orton's, um, I guess, going to be coming out with Donna, so that's cool. Sweet. Yep. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Betty's saying she'll volunteer. Wow, awesome. Okay, yeah, well, we could use some help because. Mm -hmm. um, like Lee, er Lee Ehrlich's going to be there again with uh, with his wife this time, his daughter. Um, but his daughter's not going to be like doing the volunteer part because 
Lee and his daughter are co-writing a children's book. So she'll be there to sign books and stuff like that, too. So um, We can always use help for the investigations, too, because we yeah, kind of any, like any to help. fly solo yeah. uh, in-house so that's uh, rather just, than outsource. Yeah. So that's some stuff coming up. Um, I'm sure. Oh, the last thing. Hoodies. Mm. Until September 30th, hoodies are still 20% off. Um, you can use the the promo code bundle up at uh, shop shop.spreadshirt.com slash Haunted Road Media. So there's the Edge of the Rabbit Hole hoodies, and there's also Haunted Road Media hoodies like this. So I just added those when oh. this sale came up. I got to be honest. Those hoodies, they are warm as hell. I mean, I've not worn a coat. You know, you wear your layer and stuff and have the hoodie on, you know, and have not needed a coat. I mean, they, they are warm and they are so soft. And it's hoodie weather. Sometimes. It's hoodie, yeah. Here it's, in Illinois. It's, it's like coming up to be hoodie tomorrow. I mean. If I was still in Ohio, it would be hoodie weather. Yeah. So. Yeah, Illinois hasn't cooled off yet. So, all right. So that's what's going on. You guys have a great week. Uh, Friday night ghost frights coming up on Zara in our paranormal experience with her at Mineral Springs Hotel next week. Next week. Next week. Next week is the cafe show. Next week. Next is week the is the cafe, cafe show. show. You guys definitely want to be here for that one because you're going to hear. I don't even know if an hour will cover it, to be honest. Um, I still joke around with Rita that her and I should just write a book. It's probably going to happen because um, there's there's probably hundreds of stories about that place. Yep. Can't wait. So that's uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole. And then Inside the Upside Down, we'll be talking about trigger objects, which would be like more details about Zara and then other stories and stuff about, you know, uh, trigger objects so things that we've used that have just like things that you can use that don't involve bells whistles and apps and yeah. boxes and shit yeah. like that yeah. you know like ghosty as a trigger object stuff yeah. like that stuff like that so all right yeah robert 14 hour drive from my state to mineral springs it that that's a long trip i know i did uh 15 from here to fairy plantation a couple weeks ago it can be long better get you some haunted road roast yes get the haunted road roast coffee yeah which no actually it's over here hmm. haunted road roast coffee it helps you hunt ghosts <laughs> 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 anyways have a good night everybody take care we'll see you soon <laughs>